On today's episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, we are going to be talking to you from Paris, France about, of course, the Ryder Cup, as well as uh, we will talk a little bit about our experience of the Ryder Cup as it relates to what we saw from a fan perspective, um, what we saw from like a, I'll call it almost a costume perspective, <laughs> what people were wearing, as well as just our general experience here in Paris uh, at, at Le Golf National. And um, we're going we're gonna to review a French beer here. We've got the Demery Paris uh, Astro Blonde, which John is laughing in the background. So we'll be moving on to that here in a second. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. I'm here with John Falkenberg. How are you, John? Good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, we are in Paris, so I cannot be any better right now. We've uh, enjoyed um, multiple days now here. What we arrived last Friday. We didn't go to the, any of the practice rounds. We didn't go to any of the uh, or Friday's round, but we hit the tournament on Saturday and Sunday, and now we are relaxing here on a Monday in Paris, uh, we've had some tremendous food. I don't cuisine. Know how, cuisine. Yes, we've had some lovely cuisine. Um, but before we get into probably our Paris experience and you know attending a Ryder Cup in a foreign country, let's talk about the golf, right? Let's talk a little bit about the golf. U.S. obviously loses by a big margin. A little bit disappointing uh, for U.S. fans. Do you have any comments? Uh, you know, just kind of initial comments about that, John. Um, I mean, that's a, I think it's a pretty broad question there, Mark. <laughs> Disappointing, I think, is pretty uh, underestimated question is that we had a, a fantastic time. I mean, it was, we went out there and the venue was, was good in regards to the golf and the golf course. The actual, uh, the way that the actual tournament was put on and, and, and patrons support it, it just, to me, it didn't compare to a lot of golf tournaments I've been to in the States. Yeah. It, 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 it was an awesome time. The vibe was incredible. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Mark? Was it incredible? I, I think the vibe was great, and I, and I think that um, I, I want to get into that a little bit more as we get into the show because I think that's going to be the big bulk of what we talk about a little bit is kind of the vibe. Um, the main, my main concern, at least here at the upfront, is to talk about the play, especially the U.S. team, and how I thought they came out soft. I thought they came out kind of dull. Um, I don't, I didn't see the intensity um, in watching them, especially like in person. I just didn't see like this look, like grit. Look, we can, we, we, you know, we're gonna probably make the excuses everybody else had. It's like, oh, they're tired from the Tour Championship and you know all that stuff, but they just didn't play they got an old-fashioned yeah. ass whooping that's what happened yep period i mean i don't know really, really know what to say like we could have said hey Furyk made some bad picks i don't i don't think it's the case i i don't think so either and i i, I to any of the other critics out there and again our goal of the faded golf podcast is not to talk too much about like the statistics and like the play of the golf i mean the golf channel will cover that all day it's fine but you know from an amateur's perspective from just a a, um, a fan's perspective. That's kind of really where we're coming from. And, and you know, for me, um, being there in person and seeing 
just kind of like the lack of enthusiasm. For God's sakes, I mean, I yelled at Ricky. I yelled at a number of people, and we were pretty damn close in a number of cases. They didn't even look our direction. It's like it's like they didn't even really care that the U.S. fans were there and that they weren't even into the action. I'm not, I, it kind of blew me away. I'm not going to say they were zombies, but you're right. I mean, me and you, we were actually getting into it. And it wasn't. it, it, it was a definitely different experience of being here. And sure. what would you say? Maybe... Fifteen percent Americans here? Oh, not even. If, if it was six, per, if it was six percent Americans, I'd be surprised. So you know that you figure the support coming out, they you know acknowledge that more. But yeah. there, there was a decent amount. And uh, look, I I think that coming right off a tour championship, that definitely affected Tiger. He was he was mentally yeah. and emotionally drained. Yeah, and as as were I think a number of the players. But but. But look at the the only guy in Europe that was actually in that was Justin Rose. He did not play all that well. He played okay. True. He played okay. Yeah. Look, the guys that got the rest, Jordan Spieth, uh, and Justin Thomas really wasn't in the Tour Championship. They actually, they played well. Yeah. Patrick Reed, he played okay. He won his last match against Headcase. And, and well, there's obviously interesting comments from Patrick Reed afterwards on you know why he felt as though he didn't perform maybe better as well as he could have yeah i just kind of thought i, mean, you know, I thought the i thought the golf course was tremendous amazing i thought golf course. um i did think that the pharaohs the fairways were really narrow and the rough was long i felt that uh with you know the 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 big bombers that are on the usa team i don't think that favored your dustin johnson's i don't necessarily think it favored your books kepkas where was dustin johnson but where was the first and, one, let's just let's DJ stop there. was lost let's stop let's, yeah where was he at I, well, I don't even know where his head was at. I actually even talked to somebody that said on like the seventh hole of Friday's round, he was arguing with his wife. So, who who knows where he was at? He was a non-factor in this ma- in these in this tournament, um, in this Ryder Cup event, and uh, as were a number of players. And it was just a little bit disappointing. I, mean, I think we could all point to, you know, Phil being a poor pick, um, DeChambeau not necessarily playing to what we would have expected him to play to as as with the success he's had recently. Um, some of those kind of things. So, you know, just from a USA perspective, to, to totally shift gears, I, I want to say, though, that, um, you know, your Molinaris, your Fleetwoods, uh, your Poulters, your Garcias, talk about stellar golf. Good. I, I mean, mean, those guys, they, they came to play, and they stepped it up, and they got the job done yeah, here I'm over not, in Europe. But I, I felt like and, and it's, it's bad. I mean, like, we're, we're guys that really... Love our country. And I'm sure those guys do too. But it felt like they came, like just with way more fire back in Europe. It, it was not the, even their own country. It, it, it was the, again. It goes back to the energy and the enthusiasm about playing. I didn't I just like didn't it. Didn't see it from our guys. I thought they were just like going through the motions of playing golf, and they happened to be in France this week. You know, it was like I don't know where the motivation was. I just didn't see it. And and maybe they don't get along with Jim Furyk. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea. I'm just saying that to say it. But something was something didn't feel right this week, and it was too bad well, from a play perspective. Let's let's you know. but let's 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 move on from yeah. the play. We the Golf Channel is going to cover all the play. The Golf Channel can analyze who sh- who sucked, who hit more fairways, whatever. I don't really care about that. Let's talk about the experience though a little bit, and I want to get into. Um, let's start first. We're going to talk a little bit about what what we saw at the tournament from um, a fan perspective on. Uh, what they were wearing. That goes from costumes to, you know, gear. And let's start first, though, with the pro shop at the venue. Okay, so we went on, it was, what, Saturday afternoon? 
So it was kind of like in the middle of the afternoon rounds on Saturday, and we walk into the main pro shop on the west end of the course. And, I mean, was that not one of the bigger disappointments that you've ever seen in a pro shop at a golf tournament? I, I, I don't, who runs the Ryder Cup? That's what I want to know. Because you go to any PGA Tour event, well, if you go to the Masters, you're going to be, people that know it's listen to podcasts, you're going to be floored by, or you were floored by what you can get at the pro shop. You go to a PGA Championship, it's amazing the kind of wear you can get and the apparel. This was a joke. I mean, the, even the it was hat, a joke. The hat selection alone was so poor that I, 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 I couldn't, I, I mean, that, that, it started there. And then the sizes, obviously, were all picked over and that kind of thing. And so maybe that's the disadvantage of showing up at a shop on a Saturday afternoon or something of that nature. But um, uh, I will I will. how would you say? But how it, would you give, give a real honest opinion here? What do you really think of it? What would you really think? I, I thought it was very limited selection. I thought it was, um, uh, obviously, it was, hey, it was weighted heavily to the Euros. And that was fine. Not a big deal, but I thought it was picked over, not very well planned, and um, the the thing that probably even bothered me more so than anything, and this is from me going to multiple golf tournaments in my lifespan, um, even like the little accessory things like golf balls and you know flags and uh, I don't, I don't whatever towels and stuff like it was just it was very limited. They had a lot of towels before you checked out. Did you see that? <laughs> That was the only thing they They're, had. They, they were terrible-looking towels, though. I, I don't know. I, it, they could have done better. Um, you know, what, what was really interesting is that I got an email, of course, from the PGA, like, day after, and it's like, hey, buy your Ryder Cup swag on our website. And everything on their website was better than anything that I saw uh, in the shop. And, again, maybe it was because it, was as catered, it wasn't as much catered to the U.S., and that's absolutely fine. And more things were catered to your, the Europeans. Do you, do you and I wasn't looking at that stuff. But do you want to uh, look? I, I don't. I don't want to. I mean, I. I don't. We don't want to just like say this was just paint a picture of being terrible because I. I don't think you could have like. It's one of the prettier golf courses I've ever seen. And we've both no. been to the Masters. No, here's the thing. It's beautiful. We're, we're, I would say we're starting off negative in this podcast because partially one because the U.S. lost, two because I think the merchandise that you could buy there was not very good. Let's move on, though, to what people were actually wearing during the tournament. I thought this was one of the most fun parts about attending the Ryder Cup is that um, the USA fans they definitely came out and they supported stuff. I mean, we obviously had the loudmouth uh, flag pants, and we got. Plenty of compliments on that. People wanted to take pictures with that. We had random people being like, "Can we take your picture?" It was it was it was great. Um, we had multiple people that had the same essentially outfit that we did. That were fantastic. I mean, I think the USA fans came out strong. Would you agree? Mo the majority of the USA the, fans, the USA fans like the flag. I could tell you the USA fans like vibe there yeah. was really good. Yeah. They wanted to see our guy. I mean, they wanted to see our guys push. And I, you know, look, I'm still I don't want to go back and discount our guys. I love. I really do. I mean, their exception of maybe a couple, they gave everything they had. They just didn't have it. Yeah. They didn't have it, and they couldn't get up to that energy level that Europe had. Yeah. But back to the costumes, loved them. They were awesome. Not yeah. costumes. There were good wear. There were some guys that had costumes. They had jumpsuits and oh, stuff. Oh, well, like. shoot. We had jumpsuits. We had we saw um, suits, you know, red, white, and blue suits to uh, um, people uh, wearing 
I shoot, I don't even there were dude, there were a gonna, lot of our pants. There were a lot of like just red, white, and blue suits. There were a lot of good, obviously American. Characters. Switching over to the European side. Yes. There's a lot of things I didn't understand, but they there were some guys I really liked, like their blazers and like what they were wearing. Love the Euro but, flag flare. That was great. The stars, the blue with the yellow star stuff, that was fantastic. But a big take that I didn't really, uh, and I'm I, I'm not trying to switch back to negative here, but look, French people are not golf fans, and there was a lot of French people there. Yeah. So they just try to get into certain things that. I don't know, they were just jumping on to a bandwagon or they were just one day there to go fun. No, I mean, I, we would too. I mean, come to your own country or your place, you're going to go on to watch a, an event like that. It's yeah. amazing. But I really, I, I really thought it was, I don't know how to say this, and like, not, like wherever we're at, it's just beautiful, nice people, really enjoying it. But would you say, Mark, I mean, just we're being honest, we can be honest on the podcast, it's like, what would you think of, like, French golf fans? And there was a lot there. There was a lot. There were. I, I felt they, they were kind of, like, just disinterested in the game. Um, they were Booed watching, it, the watching it. There was some booing that went along. Um, you know, I, I think there was some nationalism, for sure, there, and that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, I think where, where we found that we... We actually made some relationships, and we met some people. Common ground. Where we had some, were the people from England. Uh, England, and there were plenty of English people that you know we started having good golf conversations with, and we had some common bonds with. And I don't want to call it a, like a language barrier or anything like that, because we met some cool people from Holland. We met some cool people from uh, uh, Italy, and in, in that were that spoke English, and you know they and they and, really had a, a and, fire, for but golf. they had a fire for golf, and we had a good you know conversation about golf, and I think it was really fun. But yeah, you're right. I think there was a there was a different vibe around the tournament, um, but it was still kind of fun to see uh, maybe some of these maybe it was English fans that that came out with the costumes, they came out with the European flag kind of gear, they came out with the and I know you maybe didn't catch this, but there are these guys wearing costumes, and I, if you if anybody follows Instagram. And a number of things you probably saw Poulter grab out of the costume, uh, grab one of these costumes out of the crowd, and it was a post office box of in 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 Europe or in, I mean in England, and I didn't know what, it, what the hell I it was. I thought it was like a ketchup bottle or something, but I guess the you post just office explained box, this to me. I didn't understand it. The post boxes are apparently red in England, and the 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 thing was is they were cheering on Poulter because he delivers on Sundays, which I I think is a great. It's it's really funny. It's very clever. Nobody like, gets it. But no, <laughs> I certainly didn't get it until somebody showed me what. Who one. told? How did you figure that out? Uh, I think I just put two and two together a little bit at, in watching some Instagram clips Smart and stuff like that. Guy. But I, yeah, whatever, clever. <laughs> but uh, um, clever on those guys. I think there the but and I I will share a picture of this on Instagram as well. Some Tommy Fleetwood fans that we saw that had like the Nike cap. With the total flow, like rolling out of the back, those guys. Well, that some was guys tremendous. had some fake hair. They didn't have fake hair. That was real hair. No, that was fake hair. It was fake hair. It was a wig underneath that hat. Yeah, it was. It was, and the flow. How did you know it was fake? Oh, dude, it was so good. <laughs> because the costume was that good. We've got a we've got a great selfie with those. I'll share that one on the podcast. You need to share the the pants, Instagram. the pants as well. And I'll, I'll share a picture of our pants as well. Uh, very John Daly esque. We had a great time. I think the costumes were good. The people were good. We met a lot of great people. Um, and uh, can't talk enough about the experience. Let's talk a little bit about the course, though. You know, what 
um, you know, from, from just being, from going out there and experiencing the course and the setup and, and how do you think, uh, you know, that really played into either the fan experience or the way the players play? I see I added all this stuff that I heard, the, uh, the European commentary, how much that affected the Americans. I, I, look, I'm not saying that, that a lot of PGA Tour courses are not set up that way, but a lot are. What about what we were just talking about today? TPA saw, or, or Sawgrass. Sawgrass. Yeah. Why do you think Webb Simpson played well? Ex oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but look, the guy saying that is it's just it's not. Right? I mean, because we come over, we come over and win tournaments here, British Opens, and you know it, that is not a fair. But the fairways were thin. Oh my God. Fairways they, were narrow. They were so narrow. I I mean. I mean, this they, golf course is think tough. About, this is from like a side perspective. You know, so imagine looking at it down from a tee box. We're looking at it from a side perspective and thinking how narrow these things are. I can only imagine sitting, standing on a tee box. Most of them weren't farther, what, than 30 yards wide? Oh, if that. And we're talking decent-sized par fours. I don't think any, any of the holes were like tremendously long, but, you know, we're, we're um, you know, but, you know, a 415-yard par four or a 400 and. Uh, you know, thirty-yard par four, where these guys were really thinking. And I saw Phil. I saw Phil do it on the back nine. Now, now, not that Phil was playing great, but I saw Phil hit freaking iron because he just was like, "I don't think I can hit this fairway. It's so freaking." You narrow. saw Phil do that. I saw Phil hit a, an iron on thirteen. Do you know what I saw else Phil do on number seven, on the green? I saw him hit a chip, and there was no reason to hit the chip. It wasn't like he had like no angle to hit the putt. He just needed to go over a little hill. I. I People, we were, I was talking to people behind me, like, what's he doing? Yeah. Phil, what are you doing? He had no reason. And guess what? He hit the chip, went past it, missed the downhill putt, and he lost the hole. There's no Phil, reason. Phil Mickelson played like absolute garbage. I think his game is, is not where it needs he, to he's be. A, he's, he's, you know, but he's, I love, he, here's I love the thing. Phil. Well, here's what I'm going to say. He's an icon of the game. I think he was fine captain's pick. Vice he captain could, would be He okay. could have been. He could have been a vice captain as well, no different than Zach Johnson. Actually, I think Zach Johnson would have played better this week, but hey, uh, or Matt Kuchar would have probably played better this week as well. Um, that being said, you know, I, I think the, the whole venue, um, as far as it's set up as a stadium course, I think the way they have the mounding, I think the way they have uh, where you can see holes from uh, where people can really stack up deep. Um, I thought it was a really nice way to be able to watch golf, especially with the way the crowds were. Very crowded in a Ryder Cup type of a Where setting. was the clubhouse? I, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> That's kind of Talk funny. about that for a second. No. I mean, we, we walked through, like, the way you enter. Um, well, we'll first, have to play it sometime and find out. Well, well first, you have to, it, it was a trek to get there. and We took the, the oh metro, the train. Well, from all, Paris. From Paris. Hour 45 minutes. And then you have to take a bus, like 20 minutes, and then you walk probably, what, a little over a mile? Yeah. And you walk, like, through this like, kind of odd industrial, like, abandoned kind of like abandoned site. industrial building. And then we didn't see a clubhouse. Never saw a clubhouse. It's just, it was. It was, it was, it, but, but when you walked down to the course, it, it really reminded us, it's funny, a couple Indiana boys, it reminded us of walking out onto a, an Indiana course. It in, did. In, in the, in the middle of a you know farm field. Well, let's. Well, I think you need to uh, explain like how like look he, he, when he was saying stadium course and they actually took all this dirt and they built it up so it was yeah. actually 
it's like a it's a fake hills, and it looked pretty natural. Yeah. But so, but when we well, got you, to well, you saw all the water on the course. They those are all man-made lakes, all man-made ponds. They took all that dirt, they dug it out, and they built up all these berms. But we go look on the back of seven, like where the all like where it's, the course ends. Nothing. Nothing. It's, Perfectly flat. Yeah. You grow corn corns. Yeah. Were those cornfields? I couldn't. I know. doubt it, but whatever. <laughs> um, only corn. He, there's more than corn in Indiana, but uh, I'm not sure if there's more than corn in Paris. Oh, France. France, whatever. So we're, you know, so we, from a course perspective, I think we really enjoyed the way the course laid out. Uh, it looked very, you know, like a fun and challenging way to play. Um, from a fan experience, I think it was it was challenging to get there. It was challenging to walk around there. Um, I think you could find decent spots, but from a Ryder Cup venue perspective, and I, I knew this going in. I, I had seen a Ryder. I've been to a Ryder Cup in Valhalla a few years back, and so I knew what the crowds were going to be like because everything's condensed into a few holes, versus uh, uh, maybe more of a you know regular golf tournament where you've got you know sixty to a hundred some players obviously playing. Um, so I kind of expected that it would be kind of bunched up, but uh, it, it was still very challenging to navigate this particular venue. I think with the way they kind of set up some of the walkways, with the way they set up, I mean, shit, the uh, the way they just even set up the bathrooms and things like that was just, a, it was It was, it was atrocious. Of, you couldn't find a trash can out on the course. And I, I don't know if that was a cultural thing, and it may, maybe it could have been a cultural thing. But where, how? I don't understand that. Ryder Cup is like, I, I didn't think it was ran... I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure the country the obviously has something food was horrendous. The food and the lines for the food was awful. Um, the best thing that we possibly... Here, there's two... I will take away two positives from vending at the tournament. One, we were able to get a 12-pack of Heineken and just walk away with a whole 12-pack. Uncracked cans. You know, in the United States, anytime you buy a drink at any venue, no they pop it for you. Or they even take the cap away from you because they're afraid that you're going to like throw the cap out on the green or you're going to throw something. So like, even if you buy a, like a water at, like in the U.S. Well, they don't like, care about that. Here they don't care. We took a 12-pack of Heineken. We bought it and walked away with us. Uh, that was on Sunday. On Saturday, we bought a bottle of champagne. And we were able to take that, walk around with that. With a champagne, whole bottle. A whole bottle. And I'm like, in the United States, some idiot is going to throw that out on a green or beat somebody over the head with it when they're done with it. But that is the coolest thing that I think we, from my perspective, is one of the coolest things it I had take away from this. had to be a cultural thing. It's a cool Absolutely. Thing. That we were able to take away from going to a golf tournament in France is that you could get a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne and walk around the freaking tournament with it. That's badass. That was badass. You, that was your highlight. A hundred percent. I liked it. I did. I mean, if we won, it would have been my highlight. But but being able to like drink champagne on the golf course from your own bottle and not like walk away with just some plastic cup, that was tremendous. We're not gonna you know like we're we may be a little bit something because we really just wanted to win so bad. We came yeah. over here. We may we've been playing this trip for a year, and it, it was a we, it was it was a bit of a disappointment. But we've had so much fun. We could carry over to what you want to leak into next, Mark, but. Um, you know, overall, the Ryder Cup experience has been great. I would, I'm so glad we did it. I, I, I am 
also very glad we did it. I mean, I, I, I definitely don't think people take away from this that there was a negative experience. Um, Paris has been tremendous. The people of Paris have been very good. The, uh, the golf course at Le Golf is, is, is a tremendous venue, and I admire the guys for uh, all their play. Par but, uh, Paris is is amazing though, very amazing. And, and hey, to to tell this is the first time John or I have ever been to even Europe. So you know, for us, this is a, a European experience for us, uh, an initial European experience. I think it's been tremendous. We can sit here and be critical all we want, but um, we recommend uh, this place to anybody. We recommend it to anyone. I think if you have the opportunity, look golf. You can go play that. It's a public golf course. If you have a chance to get out there, we recommend the golf course. We would have loved to have been able to play it while we were here. Didn't just have the opportunity. Um, well, and honestly, they, after, say after it. we couldn't book it. It's public. Say yeah. that. It's public. Yeah, it is public. We couldn't book it this week after or while we're here. But um, I think one other thing is that I, having, having gone through this experience, you know, with us and our wives, I think we we both agreed that like we're totally considering Rome in, in four years. I mean, it's a. It could be a, a really. I thought good that experience. was done. <laughs> John thinks it's done already, but um, we're we're I, we're we're gonna try, we're gonna try to figure out how we can get here. Mm. So, I think that's a big thing what they plan for Europe because that's how they know they'll get us yeah. Americans to come. You put it in places that are hard to get to or don't have a lot of like supporting help, like Paris. They got a lot of people here. Yeah, I think there was more than you thought. Yeah. You said 6%. I think it was more than that. On Sunday, there was definitely more than that. Maybe. Maybe 10. It seemed thin 10 when, we were sitting on, when we were sitting on 11 on Sunday, though. Uh, I mean, it seemed like a pretty, like we seemed like. But everybody, all American minority. fans were darting. They, were uh, leave, they, left, they started leaving like quick. Yeah. And because they want to enjoy Paris. But I'm telling you, doing Rome, they're going to get people there. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, well, last but not least, um, I, thank you all for listening to our ramblings about uh, the Ryder Cup. Um, it, it's, it's one of these great Mark, events to go watch in golf. Who would you see today? Oh, got to give a shout-out. Hold on, we, 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 have, we, have, we have to give a couple shout-outs, by the way. All right, so not only um, did, uh, wh while we were there, and, and I don't know if anybody... Uh, um, it follows Bob Menery on Instagram. Uh, Bob is, um, he, he's kind of one of my heroes right now, uh, to be honest with you. He, he says it exactly how it is. Um, he's fucking awesome. I'll leave it at that. And uh, Bob, I, I, hey, I threw out a couple of Ripper Magoos just for you, Bob. I, I really did. And if anybody recorded them, I don't know. I really don't care, but I threw it out there anyway. Justin well, Thomas well, still didn't fucking turn when I said it, so. But hold on. Okay, he said, Ripper Magoos, Bob. But I want to tell you that he was inspired by you, Bob. If, you know, I don't know if you ever listen to this, to tell Brooks on number 11 where, oh. <laughs> where to hit the putt. So he so, stole, uh, he yelled, right. he yelled at right. everybody to hit the putt. Chris said, everybody's been missing high. Yeah. Everybody. And we saw at least, what, seven golfers no, come through there? No, they, they, they were actually the second group through. So like Brooks that, was? That, yeah, he was. So uh, How me, did you say everyone I'll, was I'll, missing high? I'll, I'll tell the story real quick then. I'll tell, all right, so sidebar story. So we're sitting on 11 green part Brooks three. was the second group? Yeah, seven, second group. So um, first, two, first group comes through, which is Thomas and Roy. They both hit pin high, probably eight, ten footers, and they both miss it high. 
They both miss miss it high. They overread the putt. And then uh, Kepka is who's Kepka playing again? He was playing. Um, fuck, who's he have the? I know we have the whole. But who the who hell he was play? he playing? Uh, this is ridiculous that I can't remember who the hell he was playing. But anyway, I'll get to that um, as soon as I can figure that out. Um, so so I yell after. Uh, um, Playing Casey, Paul Casey. Okay, so Casey and Kepka both have the same putt too. So we have four guys in a row that have the same putt. They're kind of above the hole, downhill putts, breaks left, right. I watched the first two groups, go, the first two guys go through. You're talking, you know, McElroy and Thomas both miss it high. Then Casey has the same putt, misses his high. So I yell from the crowd, Brooks, everybody's been missing You're right. it high. He was the only second group in. But three people in a row had missed it high. So I thought, hey, man, it's worth, it's worth yelling at Brooks right now, whether or not it worked or not. And Brooks, if you're listening to this too, Bob, Bob maybe you'll, you know. He heard I know, it. I know everybody wants to Brooks, Brooks heard but it. But I think Brooks heard me. No, 100%. Because you, you know what? 20 feet from him. You were I'm, I'm right there. We're one of, and, like, one American out of 100 up, Europeans. He ended up missing his low and couldn't believe it. It's what, it was probably one of the, the most reactive uh, gestures uh, that guy's made in his lifetime. And he and he's like, I missed it low, and so he missed it low. I told him to miss it low, and he clearly. And guess did. what? Every European around us said, "You can stay, guys." Yeah, every European was giving me shit for that. So hey, Brooks, I apologize for maybe giving you a bad call, but I tell you what, I did see three guys miss that high, so whatever. But Bob, keep up with the American Ragus. Um, secondly, though, uh, I uh, I got to give another shout out today <laughs> before we get into our beer review. Cotter Moore. Um, we saw you in a motorized buggy. We're, so Connor, on our way to Notre Dame. <laughs> so we're coming from the Louvre on our on our way to Notre Dame, and we're driving by, and we're admiring the street artists that are like trying to sell their you know twenty to twenty euro freaking little paintings and sketches that are absolute bullshit along the side of the street, and we're looking at them. Next thing you know, I look to my left, and I go. Holy shit, that's the guy that does the Ian Poulter impressions. And I start yelling at him, and, uh, and everybody's like, who, what? And, 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 you know, in our cart. And, and they're like, oh, my God, that's him. And so, hey, Connor, sorry we weren't able to stop and get a picture. I cannot believe um, He picked him out. I picked, you out, but I picked you out of a busy drive-by freaking street. But sorry, that was really funny. And, uh, but we've had a great time as it relates to golf here in uh, Paris and um, those were a couple highlights. Me yelling at Brooks Kepka and telling him to try to not miss a putt high. Of course, he misses it low. And then, of course, seeing Connor on the side of the street on our way to Notre Dame today, which was really funny. Um, so shout out to Connor. Hopefully we can get, hey, maybe we can get Brooks and Connor on the podcast at some point. But uh, um, we'll see how that goes. So last but not least, as we roll into wrapping up this second episode of faded golf is we are what this is Demery Paris. Well, let's go back to we were at La Recruitment and we couldn't oh. get a good we couldn't get a good recording. Yeah. La Recruitment. So yes, we're at La Recruitment, and that's just right down the street, like every, down the street from our hotel. So we and had a uh, La Chouf. La Chouf. La Chouf. Yes, we had a La Chouf, and it was and it was fucking it was, horrible. It was one of so hey by the way so beer advocate. So all of you that rate beer on Beer Advocate, you're you're fucking idiots. Um, 
Well, this is rated as like a four point two beer. Let's back it up. Time out. Like French, French, French do like some things. Like no, no wine. This is, this beer, is beer, beer advocate. Is, but dude, this is beer advocate. I know These are people all around the world that rate beers. Well, yeah, but and, it was and terrible. It'd be like me and you Maybe on Yelp. French people. No, you, you know we've been looking up restaurants all week, and we've been like, Mark, oh, that's a four point five restaurant. Mark, you can be beer advocate and be French. Nobody else can get La Chouf anywhere but France. This stuff sucks. Oh, and the, well, and the people Belgian. That beer Belgian advocate. Too, beer advocate is 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 getting promoted by French and Belgian people because it's terrible. It must uh, for, be. For, for I mean, then, for, for it was it was one of the worst beers I've had in a really long time. And I tell you what, in being from America and having and uh, drinking craft beer at a lot of shitty craft breweries because that's essentially what America is now. It's just a bunch of shitty craft breweries. There's a lot of shitty beer. Like a lot of shitty IPAs. There's a lot of shitty whatever. This America's was one, this this was this was one of the worst beyond IPAs. But but America knows that they're better overall. In beer. I've had I've had better shitty IPAs than that Lachouf. Well, here's that thing. French, was, the French that, thing, know, that thing should be rated a two. The French know wine. They don't know beer. Eh. The way right now we're having a Demery. Paris? It, Mark thinks it's not it's very good. Astro Blonde. I actually think it's, it's okay. It's an Astro Blonde Pilsner. It's a, uh, a 4.8% alcohol. Fine. It's drinkable. Um, it's drinkable. It's like, a, it's like a grade below Heineken. Sure. I'll give it that. It's a grade below Heineken. It's not very good. And I don't like Heineken either. It's not very good. So. But, you know, I can drink that last beer. That was just terrible. It was pretty bad. Like I said, it was a two on a five point scale for so me at the last they, year. This they, one, I would put this maybe somewhere near like a uh, maybe a two point eight. Maybe I maybe give it a three. Conclusion is which is like it's a very average beer. Conclusion: French no do not know beer, but they know wine. Wine yeah. here is incredible. So and, and I don't and, even drink wine, and I drink beer. And hey, let me one little story to add to the beer story here is that everywhere we've gone, it's almost been impossible to find beer. Like, the, the, you're talking about like we went to we went. To I don't know. You put it on the menus. It's it's very rare on the menus, and when you do find it, it's it's very few beers and shit. Brooklyn Lager was on about every menu, so apparently Which people like Brooklyn Lager. Um, but which we, is we, not a good lager. We we went to so our, the concierge in our hotel recommended we go to this bar, probably about three or four blocks from our hotel. So we went to this bar that was supposedly a cocktails and bar. We, we ordered the French beer on tap, and he goes, ah, oh, we're out of it. They only had one other option, and the other option was fine, but it was a German beer. No, actually, it was pretty And it was good. good. It, it was much better than what we've been drinking tonight. Well, well what we've been doing, we've, we've been going to Irish pubs, British oh, pubs. Yeah, and I'd give a shout-out to those pubs, but they're not very good either. No, they were very good, but at least we could get some Guinness. <laughs> Some Murphys. Yeah, we've which, been drinking a little Guinness, little Murphys. There, I, I will say that that was that was decent at the uh, the tournament the last uh, couple days. But um, all right, we're we're kind of rambling at this point. Uh, p- bottom line is, drink wine in France. Um, don't drink beer. And uh, if you do come over to Europe for Ryder Cup, it is a once in a lifetime type of experience. We hope to be able to enjoy it in uh, future years, of course. But uh, Cheers to the to France and the the Parisians for hosting a, a tremendous event and, and hats off to the Europeans for playing really good golf. Absolutely, uh, great golf and and uh, USA, get your head out of your ass and uh, figure out how 
you can win on some European soil because you know I, I love that we win when we're at home but we got to figure out a way to win over here too. For John Falkenberg I am Mark Julien and uh, hit more greens. You'll score better. Promise. See ya. Thanks.